Hello and welcome to the Raising Kellen podcast. My name is Marsh Naidu and I blog at RaisingKellen.org where we curate resources for parents raising children with disabilities. As always, remember the content on this podcast is for your information only and if you seek advice for your specific situation to always contact a trained professional. In today's episode 98, we are joined by Professor Alex Caps, as well as a panel of four of her students from the Fab Lab. The Fiber Arts Build is part of the Wondry, which is Vanderbilt's Center of Innovation and Design. This coming weekend, October the 7th, 2023, they will be hosting the Tennessee Maker Fest. So if you happen to be in Nashville between 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., be sure to stop by at the Wondry to check out over 45 exhibitors. And what's really interesting is that the center brings together faculty, students, as well as the community, providing them with resources and tools to bring their ideas to life. And now on to today's episode. Grab that cup of coffee, put your feet up and get ready for some awesome conversation. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on the Raising Kellen podcast this morning. Um, listeners, you will remember Professor Alex Caps. She is actually the director of the Fab Lab, the Fi- uh, Fiber Arts Build at Vanderbilt's Wondry Center for Innovation. And Alex, together with Ali Smith, talked to us on episode 92 about adaptive and sustainable fashion and a lot of the topic revolved around universal design and how that relates to disability. So this morning I'm joined by Prof Caps as well as four of the students that are at uh, Vanderbilt's Wondry Center. Um, I'm going to start off with a brief visual description of who I am uh, followed by Alex and then our panel. So my name is Marsh Naidu. I'm a female uh, with black short hair, brown skin, and a blue t-shirt. And I would like to welcome Alex. Good morning. I am a female, white. Uh, I've got um, blue eyes, blonde hair. I'm wearing reading glasses, silver hoop earrings, and a black shirt. On the panel this morning, we're joined by Brenda Amble. Hello, Brenda. Hi, thank you for having me. My name is Brenda Amble. I am a female with brown skin and black hair. My hair is down, and I'm wearing a brown t-shirt. Hi, I'm Triu. Um, My hair is dyed blonde. I'm an Asian male, and I have dark brown eyes, and I'm wearing a black t-shirt. Hi, I'm Sophia Potter. I have, I'm a female, um, white, and I have long brown hair and brown eyes, and I'm wearing a red shirt. Nice to be on. My name is Jeremiah. I am a black male with um, dark brown, black locks, brown eyes, and wearing a black button up. All right, guys. So, Alex, we're just going to get a little into why we're having this podcast uh, this morning. So, if you don't mind laying down a little bit of information on that. 
Sure. Um, we recorded a podcast with Ali Schmidt and your friend Stella uh, about a month ago. And in it, we talked about um, the connection of students to the adaptive fashion movement. And I expressed ideas about what I felt students got out of working on our adaptive fashion projects. And then I thought, you know, really, this is about what students have to say about what they're getting out of this work. Um, and I thought of these four amazing students we have on this podcast right now, all of whom I've worked uh, individually and collaboratively and um, in various groupings with on a variety of adaptive fashion projects. Um, each one of these students is unique, incredibly talented, collaborative, innovative, and um, I just really uh, thought it would be great for people to hear about what students get out of uh, doing this work. All right. I'm going to go ahead and guys, I, would, I really would like to know what put you all on the trajectory to join the, the Wandry. Uh, Brenda, I'd like to start off with you, please. Sure, thanks. So my freshman year, um, during the second semester, they offer one credit hour um, kind of experience classes to gain exposure to different um, different areas of interest. And one of those areas of interest was with the Fabric Arts Lab. Um, Professor Caps ran like the freshman, it's called a Commons Eye Seminar, and it gives you an introduction to sustainable and adaptive fashion, and it's held at the Fab Lab in the Wondery. And so I signed up for that, and we had a project um, that was focused on making a raincoat for a woman um, who needed specific adaptations to a raincoat. So that project really drew me in and we got working on that project. Now, did you collaborate with one of your peers on that project, Brenda? I did actually. I met Tree through that um, Commons Eye seminar and we started working on that together. And then once the class was over, because it was only for half a semester, um, Tree and I, along with some other students and Professor Caps, continued working on the raincoat. Um, so yeah. Alex, was that the rain coach we saw at the, the Mega Disability Conference? It is. It's a, it's a raincoat for our friend Alicia Searcy, who runs the Fall Fashion is for Everybody fashion show, which is an inclusive fashion show. Alicia has uh, multiple sclerosis. She is in a wheelchair, and she came in as one of our community partners, along with Ali Schmidt, into our class. Um, and the goal for our students was to design two pieces of outerwear, one for each of them, and that raincoat that Brenda is talking about um, was for Alicia. And I just want to emphasize that Brenda and Triu, after the class, after they've gotten their credit hour for taking the class, all their follow-up work on that raincoat was volunteer. And they were very devoted. They came in when they were super busy and put in extra hours to cut, make, assemble, help fit that raincoat on Alicia. Um, they were just amazing. They went above and beyond. So, Alex, another project um, that you guys worked on was the uh, Adaptive Fashion Guide. Who was involved with that project? So, just more about the guide. Sophia kind of started it, and I tagged along. And we, it's like a guide designed for people with disabilities to, like, perhaps, like, go into their, like, their tailor and then show them this guide about, like, kind of the adaptations or alterations that they want done on their clothes, so that they could, like, pick off something maybe at like a retail store like Target and then come to their tailor with this guide and then have that piece of clothing be altered specifically to their needs. And then we started expanding more about that and then like expanding onto like, how could we make this for a larger audience, like designers or like for tailors to have themselves instead of just people with disabilities. And then 
we started adding more information and it basically covers types of alterations that you can do and then types of fasteners that are out there. We just want to spread that knowledge and have people be able to like see what they can do to their clothes to have it be tailored to them. I think you hit on something really important to me at least, and that is being able to transfer your knowledge on so someone else is able to draw on that uh, on, on that information. So you guys also worked with a young lady called Lucy McGuire, and I'm going to let the team talk about that. Uh, so that was Sophia, Triu, and Jeremiah. Sure. So I also took the iCommon seminar that Brenda spoke about um, my freshman year. And that was kind of what got me to the Wondery. And then, you know, the people are what helped me stay, of course. But I met Lucy McGuire that freshman year. And she's the cutest little girl. I think she's maybe nine years old, maybe older now. But she has an arm limb difference. And so her mom, uh, I think Professor Caps had been working with her before the class started, but she came into our class with her mom and we just got to hang out with her, talk with her mom. And I think one thing that really um, opened my eyes was something that her mom had mentioned about the experience of going to a tailor. She talked about how it was just such a cold experience. And as a nine-year-old, I could not imagine having that kind of shopping experience when a lot of kids you know you're getting to that age where you can finally pick out your own clothes and you can use fashion to express yourselves and when not everyone has a limb difference and with lucy trying to navigate through that experience seeing people that don't understand what's going on and just don't have enough awareness be super cold and not just accepting um that just really really spoke to me and that's um, so why I wanted to help her and continue with this adaptive fashion work and just illustrate um, or kind of use the guide to help others just use fashion so that they can express themselves and make this more of an inclusive environment when it comes to fashion. Yeah, so I became acquainted with the Wondery actually through another organization on campus, um, fashion organization on campus called Vandy Vanity. And through that organization, um, we like were partnering with the Wondery and I eventually started working with the Wondery. So I am a maker tech here in the Fab Lab, just pretty much helping out, you know, run the space and everything of the sort. And um, while I was in the program, I got um, united with a well, um, was a senior here at Vanderbilt. They recently graduated and they were passing on the um, Lucy project with on to me um, because they were working on a prosthesis for her so that she was able to go kayaking because since on her um, arm that has that limb difference, um, it doesn't have necessarily a usable hand. She's not as able to do like the outdoors activities that she loves to do. So we've been working with her to create a bunch of different prostheses for her. Um, so we've done like making a recorder prosthesis for her. We worked on a violin prosthesis for her. And I was working on a um, soft um, prosthesis so that she's able to go kayaking. Um, so that she's pretty much able to strap that onto the one hand of the paddle and just like go at it pretty much. And um, just like working with her through that whole project was a great time, you know, doing the fittings with her, having it to be adjusted perfectly for her needs, just because there are products available out on, in the market and everything of the sort. But since everything is so expensive and everything isn't very accessible from that viewpoint, 
uh, we were just trying to pretty much make it so that this is a garment that, you know, if we didn't want it to later be like, you know, like put into a guide so that, you know, like, oh yeah, like these are the basis, this is the basic components of like what's needed to make something like this. Like we could easily do that for something of that sort, but even just for Lucy, for example, just having that garment be tailored to her needs so that she's able to go kayaking, you know, have that fit her perfectly. So, you know, it doesn't slip off and that it's easily able to be taken off for her specific needs and everything of the sort, just because, you know, if she does fall in the water, she does need to be able to quick release from that. So just having that be a hands-on process to where she's coming in, you know, like on a weekly basis, pretty much being fitted and everything of the sort, so that it is tailored to her is um, what like we were really focusing on. As each one of you come from such a diverse background, so has fashion always been something on your radar? Fashion wasn't necessarily on my radar until like COVID, I would say, really. That's when I really got into sewing and everything of the sort. And after then, it kind of just like grew from there. But it wasn't really until I started working with the Wondery um, when I actually started, you know, like improving my skills and becoming like the seamstress I am now. And I just have to thank Alex for that, really, just because she's taught me so much and everything of the sort. So really, without her, I really wouldn't be into the adaptive field at all. And I definitely want to be, you know, as deep as I am into the fashion industry. For me, I, I grew up in a more like modest culture. And so my interest in making clothes kind of grew out of like not being able to find to like the cute clothes that I wanted that was like also okay to like for me to wear. And so I started making clothes because of that around in middle school and I learned with my grandma. But then when I came here and I realized that adaptive fashion is like doing that on a broader scale. Like it's not just for me. It's not like so much like selfish that way, but it's for an entire group of people who don't see themselves represented in the mainstream fashion industry um, much at all. And so being able to make an impact that way is really what kept me coming back. Yeah. So I think I was always interested in like fashion, not necessarily sewing because like my sisters are all like fashionistas and I was like always inspired by them. But um, I recently like, tried to get into sewing last year and still learning how to sew right now and just developing those skills. But I met Professor Caps through like, um, it's called Vision. So it's like a group of freshmen. We all get like one like faculty mentor and then she was my faculty mentor. So I took the opportunity to learn more, you know, about like the fundamentals of fashion and sewing. Um, yes. Yeah, so my grandmother also taught me how to sew when I was in fifth grade and, um, you know, had various businesses that included sewing throughout, um, high school. Um, and then I came to Vanderbilt, not really expecting to continue that fashion pursuit, um, kind of went toward the psych and business route, but then I saw a fashion course and I had open or a free slot to take and, um, so I took it and thank goodness, because not only did I learn about adaptive fashion, but I've met all of these wonderful people and the people are really what, like everyone else said, keep, keep me going. Can I add one idea to just highlight what they just said? Anyway, thanks you guys. I, 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 I want to highlight that we have, you know, not a huge program. This is an area learning about sewing adaptive fashion. It's very collaborative. So I want to highlight while yes, I'm teaching these students skills. I also see them teaching each other and they teach themselves. So I see an interest that comes from within each of them. Brenda came to Vanderbilt with wonderful sewing skills. Um, Sophia had sewing skills. Jeremiah has been teaching himself relentlessly. <laughs> um, he's been running the lab this summer. He's always in there working. 
Um, these students are teaching themselves, teaching each other, working together. This is this is a laboratory that we're working in, an experimental laboratory. We're kind of making things up as we go along. And we are all collaborators on this journey. And I love that these students are interested in adaptive fashion. They're gaining, you know, life skills and empathetic skills from doing it. And I love the fact that we all are learning together because that's really what we're doing. Because you're not all necessarily taking uh, the, the same coursework, are you? Yeah, so I am majoring in human organizational development and then minoring in business and psychology. So, um, you know, wanting to pursue a very business-oriented path, but still, um, you know, pursuing that passion for fashion, if you want to call it. So. Okay, Jeremiah? I am actually a psychology and art major um, here, and I am looking to go into, you know, child research psychology. So I'm a human and organizational development and computer science major. And so it's not like directly related to fashion, but I feel like those like majors are kind of related to everything. So I'm just like seeing like this interest in fashion and seeing like what I can do with it right now. I'm a neuroscience of child development major and I'm planning on doing a business minor, though I haven't started it yet. Um, and yeah, it's not really related to to any of this. This is just something I like to do. Uh, so, Brenda, what has been your experience with regard to the disability uh, community? I think my favorite part of, I've only worked on this one project so far since I started last semester, but I think my favorite part of the whole process is the part of, we use the process of human-centered design and the interview part where you sit down with um, the person who like has a disability or the person that you're making something for um, and you just ask them about their lives and their lived experiences and you see like, what are your needs? Like, why are these your needs? Like, how can we like maybe broaden the changes that we're making to address your needs so that it can serve as many people as possible in a like really efficient way so that maybe it's more easily adapted by mainstream fashion industry. Um, so those those questions and just sitting down and having a moment to moment with that person and just having a conversation, that's honestly my favorite part. Um, and second to that is obviously like being able to give a finished product and seeing like how much of an impact it makes in someone's life. But I love the interview part. I think my favorite part is like Brenda, it's also being able to like interview people and hearing all of their stories and just being able to like grow our empathy and like grow our perspective on how other people like view the world. And I think like we work with Ali Schmidt, who you interviewed last time. And I think like hearing her talk about like her life as a parent and then how like in the morning, like it can be like a rush and then having to put on clothes in the morning and then like having that 15 minutes to spare is like makes a difference in the morning and how you just like perceive the rest of your day. Yeah, I have to agree with, you know, Tree, you and Brenda here, where it's, I just really love the, the communicative aspect of it all, just because you, you learn from so many different people's like viewpoints, like a viewpoint that you don't necessarily have yourself that you can never even really see at any point in time. So just having those different ideas, those different viewpoints that you never could have even thought of, just even when you were talking about things outside of you know, like the government we're making for them. It's like, we're always like brainstorming or ideating different things, especially when, you know, like Allie, when she comes in for fittings and everything in the story, it's like, we're having a whole different conversation about like something like completely on the other side of the universe. 
but like even then like we're having a merger of these ideas from people with such different viewpoints and such different life experiences that um, have guided us to our ideologies that we have now. Um, I would have to agree with all of you first off, but to um, add another favorite part of mine is um, fashion has always been meaningful to me just because my grandma taught me how to sew. But I think um, tapping into the adaptive fashion industry and doing these projects that help try and close that gap in the fashion industry has just made it 10 times more meaningful because we get to see real people and the real outcomes or impacts on their life that we're making, which I just think is um, really, really awesome. How do you believe the experience at the Wandry is going to add a layer to your future work experience, Sophia? Um, I think the Wondry does an amazing job at inspiring students and working with them to pursue um, maybe careers that they might leave behind. Like for example, for personally for me, um, my family's very business oriented. Um, both my parents and my older sister are all in the finance industry and me being super creative and wanting to work in the fashion industry has always been um, interesting because I, I do love the work that they do and I am interested in that. But at the same time, I think the Wondery has just kind of told me in a way like, Sophia, you can still do this really creative um, career and be very successful in it. And so I think that's how the Wondery is really going to help me in my future work. I think because the Wondery is um, kind of perceived to be like a center of innovation, people come there when they have like problems that need solutions. And so just the ability to have all the tools at your hands um, without any obstacles to be able to kind of tinker around, try different solutions and um, see what works. I think that opportunity is so valuable and it's really hard to find anywhere else. Yeah, like touching on similar topics, I think a topic we talked about last semester in the course that Brenda was talking about, um, it's that like we don't really get an outlet to kind of practice like these skills like working with our hands so i think the wondery like is our outlet for that and because most of our classes are like so theoretical and knowledge-based so i appreciate the wondery for being there kind of building off what's been said um i just think that the wondery really just pushes your pushes how you think necessarily and i just feel like since, you know, I've been here, I've really just expanded the, you know, like my way of thinking, you know, started thinking in a way that's more, you know, like abstract in nature almost so that, you know, like trying to come up with ideas, like grabbing from here, here and here instead of just from, you know, like one place. And I feel like that will definitely carry on to, you know, like my career in, you know, like research psychology, where it's pretty much the same thing, you know, like trying to come up with ideas that people really haven't thought of yet. So just being here, you know, interacting with so many different people, having that um, viewpoint expanded so much is really just nice. Because, you know, when I am thinking of these things later in my career, it's like, hey, you know, like I do have a different viewpoint than many other people because I have interacted with so many different groups. Alex, before we round off the discussion, is there anything that you would like to say? And then I'll pass it on for closing remarks. Yes, I just am um, listening to what the students say about their experiences with the Wondery. I, it's just amazing. I think it's an amazing place too. I've I love being there. I actually wanted to be there before the building was even built, and I saw a day-long presentation on it seven years ago. So um, this idea of being there and now having these amazing students is a dream come true to me. Um, and I just want to kind of highlight the idea that the Wondery creates a structure 
through my classes, I create a structure, but the students come in and they are the problem solvers. They're the ones who fill that structure in. We're often kind of working in a place that doesn't have rules or steps laid out. And Brenda and Triu were both super, and Sophia, when she took the um, common seminar two years ago and Brenda and Triu last spring, it was sort of a loosely structured class. Their goal was to design two pieces of outerware, I think 12 students all together, collaborative design, which isn't always a great idea, <laughs> um, by doing what Brenda's saying, to having these wonderful interviews with our community partners, Allie and Alicia, and then they had to kind of figure out how to move forward. And I was just in it along for the ride with them. I, I see us as working together. And the, the wonder gives that structure. It we set up we set up a structure and then the students are encouraged to run with their ideas, develop their ideas, work together. And to me, that's really the excitement in, in academia. I mean, I always want to think of my classroom as a laboratory, and now I'm really running a laboratory. And these guys are the the inventors, the scientists, the out-of-the-box thinkers, the problem solvers. So to hear them express these ideas is exactly um, what I love about education. So I'm just really grateful to these guys because without them, I wouldn't have an adaptive fashion program. <laughs> we wouldn't be doing the work that we're doing. And we're kind of on an upward trajectory. I mean, we're just beginning this. And so having these four students be spokespeople for this initiative is going to push it further. And I do believe that by bringing in our community partners with physical disabilities, the students gain so much as um, universal citizens going out into the world, they will understand inclusivity. They might have people with disabilities in the workplace. They'll think of them as equals and maybe be problem solving for them to make their work workspace more inclusive. Um, I just feel like the work they're doing um, and that we're all doing together is just very positive and serves the world moving to a more inclusive and better place. So I'm just grateful to all these students and the Wondery. So any closing remarks that you would like to, to make just in general? Yeah, um, I am really grateful for my time at the Wondery and I know we have some um, exciting projects in the future. So I'm excited to get back to school and work on those. And I would just want to say thank you for having me on the podcast. It's been a great experience. Sure. To you? Yeah, so I feel like I'm very hopeful for the future <laughs> and like the trajectory of the Fab Lab. And, you know, I think it's just like a lot bigger than just like simply adaptive fashion because, you know, all the highly developed countries are, have like aging populations and as you age, you get weaker. So I think universal design doesn't like necessarily just benefit people with disabilities, but like li literally every person who ages. Yeah, I also just want to say how grateful I am. And it's been lovely uh, being on this podcast, meeting you, talking to you and having this discussion. I think um, the most important thing about this kind of field is having discussions like these, because I know two years ago, I had no clue what adaptive fashion meant um, and what it actually um, does and how you work in that field. But now I, you know, in the span of two years, I've learned so much, but I do know there's so much more to um also learn in the future. And so I just think having these discussions, um, spreading awareness about what this field is and how we can really make a difference is super important. So thank you. Jeremiah? Like 
like what's been said pretty much, just adaptive fashion isn't just fashion for people with disabilities. It's really fashion for anybody as, you know, adaptive fashion can be something applicable to you at any moment. You can become disabled at like the snap of a finger necessarily. So just keeping that in mind, just like helping to push the field forward is really just helping everybody out necessarily because it's like at any moment it could be you. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time this morning. Alex, thank you for this amazing idea of bringing these bright young minds together. I mean, it's been a, a absolute um, just pleasure talking and, and interacting with them. And um, I look forward to seeing you sometime this fall. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Marsh. We've, we've loved it. And I've loved hearing what the students have to say. Just like Sophia said, um, we should have these dialogues more often. So this is unique, but we're going to do it again in the future. Um, so thank you so much for the opportunity and to the students for being here. All right, guys. Well, listen, best of luck moving future in each one of your respective careers. Uh, just really excited to see what the, the future holds for you. And, uh, you know, just keeping disability as a consideration goes towards making a more inclusive world. And I, I believe that's something we all strive for. So thank you again for your time. Thank you for listening along on the podcast today. Again, if you are in Nashville on October the 7th, 2023, be sure to check out the Tennessee Maker Fest happening at the Wondery uh, Vanderbilt Center of Innovation and Design. We are super excited to announce that our upcoming book, A Story of Disability, will be coming up soon in about two to three weeks time. So be sure to keep an eye on our website, RaisingKellen, that's K-E-L-L-A-N dot org. Uh, be sure to be on the lookout for that news release. Until we see you guys the next time, as always, remember, get to the top of your mountain. This is Marsh Naidu signing off.